0: Welcome to the fifth and final episode of Party Fowl, the investigative podcast about a plant that was knocked over and destroyed on New Year's Eve 2017. If you have not listened to all four previous episodes, what are you doing? Go back immediately and listen to those, unless you're just the type of person who enjoys knowing the ending first, in which case, I suppose, carry on. Otherwise, you should go to our website, PartyFoulPodcast.com or iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, one of which is most likely how you stumbled into this episode. And go listen to them first, before I start dropping spoilers in three, two, one. The answer is, we're all responsible for breaking that plant. Every one of us. Just kidding, of course. We've got lots of investigation to do before the truth is revealed. Or is it? My hunch is that whoever was
1: responsible, it was an accident, I think so, and yeah. not on purpose.
0: But I'm 100% sure it was Trish, yeah. Oh. The
2: plan fell off, and I didn't see who broke the plan.
0: Trish Gauthier is from New
1: Brunswick. Uh, Munn knocked it over. To be honest, I didn't really see like who hit it or, or like who might have tipped it over. I don't really know.
2: At the time, I actually said to people around me, "Mun did it."
1: We remember Kramer was around. Yeah, I probably broke it. It's probably me. Like,
2: oh, I admitted to it because I thought you did it.
1: Do you recant the confession?
0: I recant. This is the thrilling conclusion of Party Foul. So in episodes one to four, we looked at three prime suspects in the aloe vera mystery. Trish Gautier.
2: I was the closest to plant that night.
0: Alex Minkin. I love plants. And Aaron Kramer.
1: I was in the vicinity.
0: In the vicinity. plant broke. Trish and Minkin both denied it was them, but other party guests whose testimony proved to be unreliable accused them of being responsible. Kramer actually confessed to the crime, only to recant his confession after it was revealed that he was either protecting his fiance Trish, or just seeking attention. While the case was still open against any of these suspects, I decided it was time to look into other leads to ensure that no stone was left unturned.
1: And then, was there was there anybody else in the vicinity? Um. Well, Trish showed me a photograph that showed that you were in the vicinity and that possibly uh, Darcy. This is
2: where I implicated Darcy.
1: Okay, and Darcy was the other person. Yeah. Uh, so we have to interview him. Yeah, there's Darcy. He's quite close.
2: He's quite
1: close. Quite close. Yeah, he's uh, he's over. Okay, okay, to okay.
0: Well, let's let's uh, let's go talk to Darcy. Every party has that one guy. Nobody really knows who he is. They must be friends with someone, but no one's really sure. You assume they're kind of shifty, but they're probably just shy and don't know anyone. That's Darcy. And with Minkin and Trish suggesting that Darcy was around the scene when the plant broke, I knew I should probably speak to him.
1: Um, Did you see the aloe vera plant get broken? The aloe vera plant. Yeah, yeah, the plant. An aloe vera plant can't be broken because it's just thick water. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's well, when just
1: thick water. The pot, the pot, pot water. was broken.
2: Yeah, I, Do you, I know nothing
1: about the plant. I heard that you were in the vicinity. That's all. I just want to get your impression of what happened. Don't it's anything. Don't Don't talk to me. my client. Talk to me. Oh, you're, so you're his legal counsel now? Yes.
0: In the middle of my interview with Darcy, Michael Keane, the thoroughly discredited accuser of Alex Minkin from episode three, swooped in to assume the role of Darcy's lawyer in an apparent attempt to derail the
1: interview. What, is the kangaroo card? Can I see your lawsuit? He doesn't have to tell you anything. You don't remember it at all? You're shaking your head. You have no memory? Okay. I, would not, I would not describe that as the shaking of the head unless you have video
0: evidence to prove it. I mean, he's, he's
1: shaking I think your' are editorializing. The record,
0: I know? Aloe vera is thick water. Despite Keen's stonewalling, I found Darcy to be very sincere, and my intuition led me to believe he was innocent and probably a good guy. So I decided instead to follow up on something Jordan had told me earlier. Okay,
1: do you have any theories about how the thing got broken? Uh, I would investigate, honestly, like non-human suspects, like perhaps an animal of some kind, like either uh, domestic or wild. Could be an animal. Oh, that's like another suspect that I'm adding to my list now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think you shouldn't limit your investigation to human beings. Okay. You never know. Like aloe plants, like what is it? Aloe vera is thick water. Like it's not something that only humans are interested in.
0: There was, of course, only one non-human suspect, domestic or wild, at the party that night, Ian and Sarah's dog, Wally. You
1: mean like Wally? Potentially. I mean, like, I would have thought that Wally, like, he lives here. He would have many opportunities to knock over that plant. But why would he do it now? I mean, in response to the stress of so many human beings in his space. This is his theory. But he's basically just chilling out in the bedroom. He's not hanging out in there.
0: As much as I found the Wally theory to be implausible, because Wally is adorable and can do no wrong, out of an abundance of caution, I decided to pay Wally a visit and obtain his evidence. So, my,
1: my question. The question to you then is, did you break the aloe vera plant? <laughs> Who's your alibi?
0: <laughs> okay, okay, well that's, that's <laughs> some very interesting evidence. Needless to say, I found Wally's testimony to be extremely credible and very cute. 13 out of 10, he did not do this.
1: <laughs> uh, is, any, any final
0: remarks? Okay, I think we've heard enough. So he didn't do it after spending some quality time with Wally I moved from the improbable to the paranormal.
2: Have you asked Sarah if there's any um, Supernatural activity in this apartment. I
0: uh, have not but that's that's something we should explore.
2: It might have been a ghost Please ask her. Okay. Okay it's probably a
0: ghost. On the supernatural front Aaron Cassidy Trish's good friend was convinced that there was witchcraft afoot.
2: So, if you see this woman um, wearing all black, her name is Alyssa.
1: Alyssa Allen?
2: Yeah, she's actually a witch, and she can control objects with her mind. It's probably Alyssa. She's actually fucking evil.
0: However, aside from the obvious, there was just one small problem with this theory.
1: Okay, but Alyssa, I mean, regardless of whether she's a witch with telepathic, telekinetic powers or not, she wasn't actually here when the... when the plant was broken.
2: Um, that's what she wants you to think. Wait,
1: so you're, you're saying that she would have manipulated the plant from outside of the house?
2: Yeah, she can manipulate the space-time continuum, and with her powers, she often uses it to destroy Trish.
0: I wasn't about to let my investigation turn into a witch hunt. So I decided to move on. And as outlandish as the supernatural theories were, nothing compared to the next party guest, whose testimony was so outrageous, they demanded to be recorded anonymously.
1: Okay, Jan 1, 2018. This is very unconventional, but Michael Keane would like to give anonymous evidence from an anonymous source. Keen, you have to soften and start again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Jan 1, 2018. This is anonymous evidence from an anonymous source. I will not be cloaking the voice. You guys are cloaking my voice, right? No. Oh, well, okay. It was Chris Horkins. Okay, this all seems very unreliable. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if we can really trust this. Like, is there anything else you can say? No.
0: The anonymous conspiracy theory was obviously ridiculous, and I dismissed it as nothing more than the deluded ravings of a lunatic. Having then ruled out every other possible theory, I was left with the original two suspects, Minken and Trish. I decided to do what any good plant based detective would do return to the scene and re examine the evidence. Minken's defense rested on his testimony supported by no one else that Trish was standing between him and the djembe drum when the aloe vera plant was knocked off.
1: Trish was standing in between me and the aloe vera plant. I wasn't like touching the aloe vera plant. Trish was between me and the aloe vera plant.
0: If you're interested, there's a photo on our website partyfowlpodcast.com of Minken and a very skeptical looking Trish recreating this positioning that Minken claimed they were in. This, of course, was directly contradicted by the evidence of Minkin's chief accuser, Michael Keane.
1: Michael Keane, how were the two suspects standing? Were they standing like, okay, stand, stand how you were showing me? Was it like this? No, mine was much closer to the Oliveira flag.
0: And although we heard extensive testimony in episode three regarding the reliability of Keane's evidence, it was still one of the few eyewitness accounts in the case and, if it could be corroborated, it would narrow our two prime suspects to one, namely Minken. In order to try and corroborate Keen's evidence, I returned to the only piece of physical evidence I had, the photo taken by Trish just before the incident, which we talked about in episode 2. It's also on our website. And if you're looking at it right now, you'll see that at the very far left of the crowd, directly beside Michael Keen. A party guest we had yet to speak with, Aaron Campbell, Michael Keene's own girlfriend, and someone who might be able to corroborate Keene's evidence and help solve the mystery. This is uh, Aaron Campbell. And you were standing where?
1: I was standing on the left side of the sink, kind of island area okay. where the school is. I'm like, yeah.
0: The left side of the sink a direct view, and a near-perfect vantage point for the crime. Could Aaron be the witness that finally implicates Minkin?
1: And, and was Minkin anywhere near this? No, Minkin was always by his phone because he very much wanted Toronto hip-hop to be represented okay. throughout but, the night in but, 2018. But from your perspective, did Minkin play any role in the, the aloe vera plant? No, Minkin was on the right side of Trish, and okay. Trish was bu- closer and, to the plant. And, and
0: a shocking turn of events. Not only did Aaron fail to corroborate Keen's testimony, she directly contradicted the evidence of her own boyfriend, making him look like a fool. But that was not nearly as shocking as what she said next. All right, Aaron, can you can you just tell me what you just
1: said about what happened with the aloe vera plant? Uh, it was Trish. <laughs> It was Trish. She was was, uh, by a chair. I don't know if she was on the chair or just next to a chair. And she moved it. And then the the plant got moved and knocked over. And Aaron and Trish started, oh, gosh, I'm saying too much. I'm so sorry I'm drunk and I spoke so much. (laughs) No, no, this is, Aaron, this is great. You're blowing, this, this, this this might, this is like
0: blowing the case wide open, actually. This is amazing.
1: No one will trust me ever again.
0: On the contrary, Erin's reluctance to divulge what she knew made her evidence all the more trustworthy. Finally, an honest eyewitness with no agenda and a clear recollection of who did the deed. Armed with this body of evidence, I presented the case to Trish and this is what she had to say.
2: And honestly, this is Trishko J speaking. And like it was probably in an inadvertent accident that I knocked over the plant. So it was probably me, and I feel like my chair as I left it, as I jumped off, and I jumped off the chair, I leaped off, and I think inadvertently I hit the plant. <laughs>
0: Five hours and 35 interviews later, I had finally solved who did it. It was Trish. But what about the why? Why did this innocent plant get smashed? It turns out Trish had something to say about that too.
2: It was all for Chris Morgan's profile photo.
1: You were taking a photo of me?
2: Yeah, and I have the photo I can show you. Wait,
1: so it's my fault?
2: So it, it's really all, it's all, it was, to be honest, like, I'm not going to say it's your fault, but it was all again, a good profile picture for Chris Morgan because he hasn't changed his profile picture in a full year.
0: What Trish is saying here is true. I had not changed my profile display photo on Facebook.com, the famous social networking site, since Trish took a photo of me exactly one year earlier on December 31st, 2016, while giving... My previous year's annual New Year's Toast. It went really well that year, too. I set that picture as my profile photo, and I had not changed it since. What can I say? It's a great photo.
2: And so I was just kind of sad about that, and I felt really obliged, because I had taken the last profile picture. It was a really nice profile picture.
1: Is, it, is the new one a good photo?
2: No, it's over oh. not, not there. It. I thought I could
0: try. I don't want to see it then.
2: You I could try, and I was like, this could be the profile picture.
0: So to recap for anyone at home keeping score.
2: Uh, it was Trish. And? It was all for Chris Morgan's profile photo. Okay.
0: So there it was. The truth at last. Not Minken, not Kramer, or Wally, or Darcy, or a ghost, or Alyssa, who may or may not be a witch with telekinetic powers. But Trish, the very first suspect we looked into, inadvertently knocking the plant from on top of the djembe where it was situated that night and causing it to crash to the floor. And all because she felt sorry for me, that I had not once in the previous 12 months replaced the picture she took one year before as my profile picture. Trish, being the good friend that she is, risked everything, to replicate that perfect shot, and in the process, cause the plant to be knocked over. And so, in conclusion, dear listeners, I'd like to say to you all, and especially to my good friend Sarah Morton, and to a lesser extent Ian Harris, it was my fault. I did it. I am responsible. And all it took was the creation of a five-part investigative podcast series For me to realize That I'm sorry A special update for our listeners It's about three weeks into the new year And we've just received word From our friend Ian Harris That the aloe has been repotted And has begun its long road to recovery It's pretty touch and go Not gonna lie It looks a little rough But we're pulling for you. And just in case it doesn't make it We here at Party Foul Podcast Are proud to announce The launch of our very own crowdfunding campaign to buy Ian and Sarah a new aloe vera plant. Check the link in the episode notes and dig deep. Let's make this thing right. Party Fell is created, edited, mixed, arranged, composed, produced, and the mystery solved by me, Chris Hawkins. Alex Minkin is our executive producer, co creator, copy editor, and recently exonerated suspect. Rich Piazetsky is our sound editing consultant. Anton Strasberg is our logo designer. The theme song is Night Owl by Broke for Free. Shout out to the Free Music Archive. Special thanks to Simon Chernin, Rich Piazetsky, Trish Gautier, Zach Tucker Abramson, Michael Keane, Alex Minkin, Lauren Edwards. Edwards, Aaron Kramer, Darcy, Jordan Alderson, Wally Harris-Morton, the cutest cockapoo in the Annex, Aaron Cassidy, and Aaron L. Campbell, all of whom appeared on this, the final episode of the podcast. Party foul is in no way inspired by Serial, the podcast from This American Life, which looks at such mundane topics as actual crime in a weekly serialized format.
1: She doesn't care. She doesn't care. All right. Well, uh, I'm... Unlike the owner, um, we care. And we're going to try to get to the bottom of this. Serial season four.
0: Thanks for being with us, and happy new year. Epilogue. By the end of the night, about the time night starts to blur into the next morning, I was ready to head home, and I realized my boots were not at the party. There were a lot of boots that looked like mine, but none were the right size, leading me to believe that someone had put my boots on earlier and gone home. Which was, needless to say, a real bummer and totally demoralizing after an otherwise fun and productive night. In the end, it took me two full days of actual sleuthing to solve the mystery of who took my boots. There will not be a podcast. But I was able to track them down and get them back. Thanks completely to the assistance of Trish Gauthier, who, despite sharing responsibility with me for the destruction of the aloe vera plant and failing to get a new profile photo for me on New Year's, I still haven't changed the old one, succeeded in getting my boots back. A fitting ending to our story and this podcast. Thank you, Trish. Tell me,
1: what did you see? Who did it? We need to know. Help! Help! There you have it.